0: Hello everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I have an exciting guest with me who is going to be sharing newer MS research. Dr. Hamid Koja is a chief scientific officer for Fibrobiologics, a biopharmaceutical and regenerative medicine company where he leads all research development and advancement for the pipeline of fibroblast cell therapy candidates. His newer research is looking at using fibroblast cell therapy to help slow the progression of MS, as well as potentially remyelinate and recover previously lost function. This research is still in the very early phases of development, but the results have been promising and really exciting and different from other therapies that are currently available. So I wanted to have Dr. Koja share his research with you. Dr. Koja, thank you so much for being here with us today.
1: Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure.
0: Of course. I'm really excited to have you share this research with our audience because it's something that is brand new and a lot of people don't know about it yet. And it does offer a lot of hope and excitement. So we'll dive into that in a second, but I'd like to ask you a question from my interview deck. Is that okay with you? Please go ahead. Okay just shuffling over here. Your question is, was there something you asked for repeatedly as a child, but you were always told no?
1: Absolutely. (laughs) I think we've all gone through that, right? Uh, As a child, I always wanted uh, a remote control uh, model airplane and I never got it. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) I finally got one that was attached to a string, but it wasn't remote (laughs) control.
0: That's awesome. I grew up on a farm and so I always wanted a cow. I don't know why it just seemed like a very cool animal to have. We had cats and dogs and two goats and two sheep, but no like horse or any big animals. So I always wanted a cow <laughs> and I never got one. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. My so pleasure. I think what we should go into first is who you are and what your company is. And then we can go into a little bit more specifics about the research and how it pertains to people with MS.
1: Certainly. Well, Fiber Biologics is a startup company, so we are about three years old, and our goal is to use cells for treating chronic diseases, including multiple sclerosis. What is widely known is that drugs uh, per se, chemical-based drugs, they've been around for over 100 years, but in terms of them being able to cure a chronic disease or any disease specifically has been not very good. I mean, there are probably just a handful of drugs that have actually cured something, whereas a lot of the drugs that are in the market, they just treat the disease or the symptoms, but not cure. So we find that, I think, and we've seen this in publications, that I think any cures for chronic disorders or diseases will likely come from either immune therapy, cell therapy, one of those two. And So that's why we want to utilize fibroblasts because they're really interesting cells. They're the most prevalent cells in the human body, yet they are not very well known. Interest is certainly picking up. And they're very similar characteristics to stem cells, which are very well known. And for multiple sclerosis specifically, Fibroblasts have a very strong characteristic of modulating the immune system, which is a big goal in multiple sclerosis therapy because it is an autoimmune disorder. It is a T-cell mediated autoimmune disorder and in our indications, and we can go through this a little bit, but we've seen a significant improvement in immune regulation in animal model studies, specifically dealing with animal models of multiple sclerosis.
0: So would this type of therapy be different from a disease-modifying therapy, or is it a disease-modifying therapy? How, do, Where does it fall?
1: Well, we're looking at it as a therapy based on cells with very little, if any, side effects. All the type of drugs that are available in the market for multiple sclerosis, quite a few of them are chemotherapy-based drugs, but there are quite a few successful autoclonal antibodies, which deplete B cells. And all of these drugs have major side effects. And anyone with MS who is on these therapies can attest to the very strong side effects of these drugs. So when we're hoping that with cell therapy, we could alleviate a lot of these major side effects and make patient use of these drugs or cures or treatments more relevant.
0: So before we get into your research and the participants and what what happened in the research can you explain a little bit further about what fibroblasts are because for some people this might be the very first time that they're even hearing that word
1: oh absolutely well fibroblasts are the most prevalent cell in the human body they're responsible for making the extracellular matrix that keeps our cells our tissues together so they're involved in basically every aspect of tissue repair cell repair In regeneration. So they are very prevalent and they're very unique in the sense that they share characteristics with stem cells, they share characteristics with muscle cells, with cardiac cells, with liver cells. So they're involved in every aspect of tissue repair, tissue remodeling, and immune regulation. So they're not probably as well known as stem cells because they've been really hot and there have been a lot of publications, but fibroblasts are quite unique and they're significantly more prevalent than stem cells. So with regards to therapeutic use of fibroblasts for stem cells for chronic diseases, because they're more prevalent, they're easier to source, easier to culture, easier to manufacture and maintain as compared to stem cells, which what we've seen with stem cell manufacturing for a lot of clinical indications has been problematic.
0: Let's get into the study then. So share with us like all the good details of what we would need to know to understand how it works and how it's helped people so far.
1: Certainly. So as I mentioned, fibroblasts have a strong immune modulation capability. So we started our study using animal models. So we use a rat animal model in which we induce autoimmune and submyelitis, EAE for short, in these rats, and that exhibits all the characteristics of multiple sclerosis in humans. So what we did was we did our testing, and there have been some studies using stem cells for MS therapy. So what we did was we derived stem cells from adipose as well as bone marrow, and then we tested it against fibroblasts cells in an EAE rat model. And our results were actually fairly surprising to us that it was able to inhibit the EAE symptoms noted in rats significantly better than mesenchymal stem cells from bone marrow and adipose. And we saw this in many different ways. We're looking at the biomarker results we were able to show that we were able to strongly stimulate the expansion of T regulatory cells, both in vitro and in vivo. That's the primary regulator of in autoimmune disorders. We were able to stimulate the expansion of T regulatory cells. But at the same time, we were also able to suppress uh, very significantly reactive T cells. So these are Th17 by monitoring the IL-17, et cetera. So we were able to show that it's significantly better than stem cells, both from bone marrow and from the adipose tissue. And looking at uh, other immune indicators, we were able to show very strong downregulation of the key cell surface markers that are responsible for inflammation. And these include CD40, CD80, uh, so CD86, which are part of the dendritic cell line and antigen-presenting uh, cell lines. And at the same time, we were able to show a strong regulation of the anti-inflammatory cytokines and programmed cell death ligands, and these include IL-10, IL-1, RA, as well as pd one So along with that, when we conducted the study was at the end of the animal model study, we did take tissue samples from the brain of these rats and analyzed for remyelination impact. So one of the main reasons for a lot of the symptoms from multiple sclerosis is that it does impact the myelin sheath, which are part of the Schwann cells, which protect the nerve cells. And what we noticed was in the tissue samples that were treated in the animals that were treated with the fibroblasts, we saw a significant improvement in remyelination. So our data did indicate not only a stronger oligodendrocyte regeneration, and oligodendrocytes are what generate the myelin sheet. We saw a strong indication for oligodendrocyte regeneration, but also we indicated a significant increase in myelin expression. And these are all compared to the control, compared to the mesenchymal stem cells we tested. Uh, So what we're working on at the moment now is to find out the mode of action. Since stem cells and also fibroblasts don't cross the blood-brain barrier, we are trying to find out what is it in the immune system that's triggered by the fibroblast that didn't cross the blood-brain barrier and have a positive impact on the symptoms of multiple sclerosis, including the remyelination that we're noticing. So that's what we are in terms of our animal model studies. We hope to complete this result, and hopefully in the next six months, our animal model studies will be completed, and then we can file for an IND for a phase 2-3 clinical trial for multiple sclerosis.
0: Yeah, I mean, that all sounds so exciting, especially the remyelination. I think that's something that is such a hot topic and everyone is hoping for because essentially A remyelination. I mean, we don't like to throw out the word cure quite often, but if remyelination could repair damaged myelin, that could make a huge impact on not only more myelin being produced, but also repairing or recovering from previously lost function. Is that right?
1: Absolutely. Of course, we don't know that because of the clinical trial So we'll have to include some relapse remitting and as well as secondary, maybe a couple of primary progressive MS patients. But most likely, if you catch it early enough, I have a strong suspicion if you catch it at the relapsing remitting or even a clinically isolated syndrome, which are some of the initial one phases, remyelination could significantly reverse some of the damage that has been done. Uh, But we'll have to wait for the clinical trial to see if there is any relevant results or improvements or efficacy noted in secondary, progressive, and primary. Because most of the current therapeutics uh, available in the market typically are geared towards relapse remitting and secondary progressive. Primary progressive, there aren't any therapies for those yet,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, but we'll see what our clinical trial results indicate. And just to tell you a little bit, we did carry out a safety clinical trial That is a phase 01 clinical trial, just five patients, and these were relapse remitting with one secondary progressive patient. And the goal of this study, this clinical trial, was to see if infusion of fibroblasts in humans would be safe. And so we did not see any adverse events noted in infusing about 100 million fibroblasts into these patients. The number is low, of course, five because it is a safety. We wanted to make sure that it was safe to infuse. But we did know uh, some positive efficacy endpoints as well. We noticed that the walk test was improved as well as the serial addition test did improve in these patients. And one of the other things that we noticed, which was fairly interesting, in the six-month follow-up of the study during that course we did not notice uh, any of the patients having any episodes. So that was another interesting uh-huh. uh, aspect. Uh, of course, it's not we don't consider it significant yet because the number mm-hmm. of patients was so small. But this is certainly a positive indication for us to continue the work and uh, aim for a, a larger clinical study so we could look at uh, efficacy at a high degree of significance in the results.
0: Absolutely. Uh, one of my questions was going to be, how do you assume that this will translate into real world situations like the time 25 foot walk test? Other than the remyelination, you'd mentioned several other things where you notice strong positive effects. Are you assuming that those would translate into functional improvements like walking or fatigue, pain, or more so? Slowing of the progression of the disease or fewer relapses or both?
1: I mean, all. I mean, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, I mean, that's the goal. I think for a good product, it has to be able to. And we see this as a possibility that it will reverse some of the damage. I mean, that's the ultimate goal. Uh, but certainly having a product or a treatment that has significantly less number of side effects. I think some of these side effects with some of these drugs is debilitating, as a lot of MS patients going through will attest. So uh, the efficacy that we've seen, I mean, we we followed the same protocol for our phase 01 clinical trial as a lot of other drugs that have gone through. We uh, looked for the complete blood test, of course, blood chemistry, electrocardiogram, and did an MRI but for efficacy of course we looked at uh, paced auditory serial addition test nine hole peg test 25 volt walk test so all of those we saw some degree of improvement in all five patients which was i think very interesting for us but i think it gives us a good leeway to the next clinical trial but more importantly it was a safety trial so 100 million cells infused it's a lot of cells And these patients tolerated really well with absolutely zero adverse events noted. So that gives us a good idea that we can proceed with a larger clinical trial with at least a maximum of that number of cells. So our hope is to be able to lower that number of cells. And hopefully uh, our trial, the way we're going to design it, we're, we're going to look at a single administration. So for the safety trial, it was a single administration done. And then followed for six months. We're hoping that to look at multiple administrations as a possibility in the second trial that we will do.
0: Interesting. So,
1: so it'll be very interesting, and hopefully, uh, we'll see some positive results.
0: Yeah, I mean that the side effects alone would be huge. I know several people with MS who just don't want to be on any disease-modifying therapy simply because of the side effects. So Absolutely, yes. Yeah, fewer to no side effects would be amazing, but also it's really promising hearing that it can potentially have a direct impact on physical function as well because all DMTs at this point don't say that they will make any improvements. They're just geared towards slowing the progression and reducing the annualized relapse rate. So to me, those those two things from what you're saying sound like they'd be a big improvement from what is currently available. Now, when you're talking about administration, so would this be a one-time infusion initially? And then you were saying potentially maybe another infusion, like maybe two or three?
1: Yes. So we're going to test in the next clinical trial, single administration as well as multiple administrations spaced out. The way we will design the clinical trial is it would be a staggered inclusion to test multiple administrations. So we'll see how well the first dose administration goes. And if we do see relapses, then we will introduce a second arm with secondary administration for the patients. I think the most promising aspect of our animal model trial has been the remyelination. And that really gives me hope that we would be able to be a significantly different therapy than what's currently in the market. So, of course, we're a long way off. This clinical trial, our second phase clinical trial, will likely require a follow-up about up to two years. So we're certainly a long way off. But I think cell therapy, I think, will be the mode of or the method that will, I think, will have the most beneficial impact on multiple sclerosis, and also reduction in uh, in a lot of the adverse side effects that are currently noted with a lot of these monoclonal as well as the chemotherapeutic drugs that are used mm-hmm. to um, treat multiple sclerosis currently.
0: Yeah, will you be comparing it to another therapy that's currently available, or will it just be to see is there a difference? for those that use it?
1: Uh, Well, for our clinical trial, for the last phase, we will have to test against a current mode. And I think most likely it will be one of the monoclonal antibodies, products that are in the market at the moment that have shown very good results so far, uh, to Mm -hmm. be honest with you. If you don't uh, look at the major side effects, I think some of the indications have been that uh, they do significantly reduce the relapse rate. And, and that's important. At least keeping the current quality of life for these patients, it's significant. So some of these monoclonal antibody therapies are currently providing that. But our goal is to go a little bit further to see if we could remyelinate and hopefully reduce some, and improve some of the physical aspects that are as a direct result of the myelin damage.
0: Absolutely. Is there a name for this research yet? If people are hearing this and they really want to stay up to date with it, what would they search for to get these updates?
1: The product name is currently Cybersol. That is the test that we have done for the clinical trial that we registered. It's called Cybersol. It might change later on, but the current name is that, yes.
0: Yeah. I feel like changes happen all the time when it comes to names.
1: I'm sure someone will suggest a better name at some
0: point. If if and when this gets to the next phase of a study, if people want to participate, how would they go about being in this study or be, being recruited for it?
1: Yeah, I, I would just uh, ask people to keep a uh, monitor our website. Of course, once we design and get approval for the next trial, we will certainly announce that and I'm sure there will be announcements on how to approach your physician or mm-hmm. uh, to be enrolled.
0: Absolutely. And can you share the website or any information where people can go to for more information?
1: Absolutely. Our website is fibrobiologics.com. So please monitor for updates on our website.
0: Awesome. And I will put that link in the show notes too. So if anyone wants to just click on it, you can click in the show notes. Well, this is very exciting. I appreciate you coming on and chatting with me about the research that you're doing and what you're finding. It does seem very hopeful so I'm definitely going to keep my eyes and ears open just to see how it progresses
1: yeah thank you very much for having me it's been a pleasure I enjoyed the, the discussion especially your interview deck I need to get one of those
0: <laughs> wasn't that a good question
1: <laughs> it was it's uh, keep keep people on their toes absolutely <laughs>